In a world where women continue to break through glass ceilings, shatter stereotypes and redefine success, there are so many stories just waiting to be heard. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Katie Williams, and in each episode, we'll sit down together with inspiring female entrepreneurs from diverse industries, backgrounds and stages of their journey. We'll explore the lessons they've learned, the obstacles they've overcome and the advice they have for those who might be ready to take a leap of their own. I cannot wait to dive into the day-to-day realities of running a business, often while juggling other roles like being a mum or working multiple jobs. You can expect honest conversations, valuable advice and a whole lot of inspiration. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's get into it. And welcome to another episode of Small Biz Society, the podcast. I'm Katie, and today I'm joined by the lovely Claire. Claire, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, so thank you very much. Um, I'm Claire. I live near Milton Keynes with my husband. Um, And a couple of years ago, I decided to um, leave my job and start my business. Um, it's called Business Geek. Uh, so I'm a chartered accountant and I help businesses get to grips with their finances um, with the aim of increasing their profits, improving their cash flow and ultimately growing their business. I love that. And I I know that if I was listening to this, my ears would be pricking up right now when you say <laughs> the words, you know, increasing profit. Because, you know, that that's, that's why we go into business, isn't it? Like, other than the fact that we do what we love, we yeah. want to make money. We want to, you know, make a living from what we love doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges in small businesses that toss up between a lot of people go into business because they want flexibility and they want to pursue their passion. Um, but at the end of the day, we've got bills to pay and yeah. to find that work-life balance can be really, really difficult. And a lot of the time, small business owners don't have work-life balance because they're not making the profit that they need to get help in their business or they're just simply not making enough money to live. So they have to work more hours. Um, so if you can unlock that in your business, then it can be quite powerful because you can have the life that you that you want to have and, and, and the money that you want to earn. Yeah. And that's very much where I am. Like I want that flexibility. You know, I've got children and I want to be able to take off holidays, for example. But in order to do that, I obviously need to make sure that I'm bringing in the money, you know, in order in order to do that. So obviously we're gonna, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into that in just a moment. But a little bit about your background. Have you always been an entrepreneur? Um, so I would say I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I've spent a number of years working um, for other businesses because as part of becoming a chartered accountant, you do have to have a certain level of practical experience. And that's much easier to gain if you work in the corporate world. Yeah. Um, so I have worked um, as a finance director um, and in corporate for f- 15 odd years now. But I can remember when I was much younger, both of my parents were had their own businesses. So I've always had that in yeah. my blood. Um, yeah. I got it into my head when I was 17 that I was buying a coffee shop. Um, so <laughs> actually even started going through the legal process as well. It was a bit bonkers for a 17 year old. Honestly, so um, many people I know, me included, have like had this thought about having like a cafe. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know why it <laughs> sounds so appealing, but that's amazing. 
Yeah, I think it seems very approachable. Like you think in your head you can make coffee and you can bake cakes. And the reality is probably very, very different. But 17-year-old Claire thought that would be a really good idea. Um, It didn't didn't happen for me then. Um, And I, of course, I met a boy um, and things changed. Um, But yeah, with my boyfriend at the time, we ended up owning a couple of fish and chip shops. Um, And so that was probably my first venture into what I would say is the reality of running a business. Um, It was it was tough, that's for sure. Um, But I really, really liked it. Um, And I met my husband um, when I was in my 20s and he's very similar to me. And between us, we've got three hopefully four businesses soon um so yeah we've definitely loved everything business and business related I think it's always been in my blood for sure that's amazing so with your business now it was called the the business geek yeah yes brilliant name um if I came to you how how would we work together what what do you do so for me, it's all about helping business owners understand their finances. So often people have an accountant or maybe a bookkeeper and they will typically send you the end of year numbers and they'll tell you how much profit you've made and how much tax you owe. And that is what people tend to think finance is. Yeah. But there's so much more to it than that. <laughs> I sat here yeah. very, very, very guilty looking. <laughs> no. And do you know what? It's... um. It's one of those things that you kind of think, yeah, my accountant's got my finances covered, but they they're only doing a very small element of it. Um, And in part, that's due to, you know, I've been a bookkeeper and an accountant and I did I did the same thing for my clients at the time as I I did their year end work um, and I didn't really do anything more to it. And it's only through running my own businesses and seeing the the gaps in knowledge that people have and how I can help them that that's really made me do business geek. So what I would do is I would um, sit down with with a client and, and say, let's have a look at your numbers because the numbers paint a picture in your business about what is and isn't happening um, and what's working and what's not working. So it's information like, you know, what what marketing is working, what marketing is actually driving customers to your business. Um, what's your most profitable product? Um, what customer is constantly paying you late and really draining your cash flow? It's all of these types of sort of nuggets of knowledge that sit in the numbers. And once you know how to read and interpret them, then you can make decisions that make your business better and ultimately help you make more money and grow your business. So it can seem scary, um, but actually there's nothing scary about finance. You don't need to be good at maths. Um, that's the number one question that people always say. They're like, oh, I'm really bad at maths. Well, actually, I am as well. I always have a calculator and an Excel spreadsheet um, with me so I can just do some very basic like two plus three maths. Um, it's like when you don't, obviously when you, you're at school, you do it every day. But mm-hmm. even now, it's like that basic maths I'm like oh let me get my calculator out (laughs) so so I've had a look um obviously briefly through your business I don't know your business that well but I did see one post and it was about growing versus scaling and that really intrigued me I'd love I'd love to know what the difference is and yeah what what the difference is really (laughs) Yeah. So often, um, well, every single business starts at zero. That's the reality. Um, So anybody that's at zero now, everyone that has a successful business has been at zero. Um, And to to get bigger, you've got to grow. But when we're first starting out, um, you might make, for example, £20 profit for every £100 sales that you do. And when you're growing, 
that pattern continues. So no matter how many lots of £100 you sell, you still make £20 profit. And the reason is, is that as you grow, your sales is going up, but the resource that you need in your business is also growing up. So you might, for example, spend more money on marketing. You might need to um, employ people in your business to help you. You know, if you're in um, like a business like yours, where people are buying things on your website, um, Mm -hmm. then your delivery costs go up for every single product that you sell. So you've got this direct link between your turnover increasing and your costs increasing at the same rate. So the difference with scaling is, is that you want to try and increase the size of your business. So grow your sales, but without putting extra cost into your business. So this is where it's really, really important to understand what's happening in the numbers, because you need to start focusing on the most profitable areas of your business. So thinking about um, growing your sales number, you want to push the most profitable products to the most profitable customers, the most effective marketing method. So that's the difference between growing and scaling. There's absolutely a place for growing. Every business has to grow um, to get going. But when you get to a certain size, you start to become quite inefficient um, because you need middle management. You start having team meetings and you start having one to ones with people and all of that is draining your time and therefore your profit. So if you only focus on growing, eventually you will actually find that your profit starts to go backwards because you've got a lot of unproductive time in just managing your business. Wow. Okay. So really, so we want we need to get to the point where we're scaling and not just growing. Yeah. And it's that phrase that um, economies of scale. You know, if um, if you have a shop, a coffee shop, and you want to get bigger and you get another coffee shop, you're not going to replicate absolutely everything. You're not going to have two accountants. You're not going to have to um, cleaners you're going to try and merge things and you're going to try and get extra discounts from your suppliers because you're buying more so all of these things are scaling um, and it sits alongside growing rather than instead of okay that makes that makes more sense to me when you put it that way yeah yeah that does that completely makes sense um so have you have you always been good with money um I think that's a really interesting question because when I was, um, I've always understood the power of money. I've always known that it it could change your life. Um, and I, I was quite lucky growing up in that I, I, was, I wasn't from a, a rich or a poor family. We were just a very average family and money was yeah. never really talked about. Um, and I think when I was about 13, an elderly relative of mine died and, and left me a few thousand pounds, um, my brother and my sister as well. And my brother and my sister both spent their money and I didn't. Um, other than buying my first car, I actually still had that money in a bank 10 years later. And it was how I paid for some of the deposit on my house. Oh, wow. So I would always say I was a saver. Yeah. But when I started to become more confident with um money and planning to make decisions to use my money then I actually completely flipped it on its head and now I would say I don't have I tend to not have savings Uh and I actually quite embrace debt um so you know I'm I'm not ashamed to say I've got 40,000 pounds on credit cards um and across our businesses we've got nearly two million pound of debt but we've used that debt to grow our businesses and to make more money so 
I think it's an interesting question because I think I've always been good with money. <laughs> but actually, I look back now and I'm thinking, how stupid was I to leave several thousand pounds in a bank account for 10 years, not earning any money? Yeah. So I think it's a really interesting um conversation I don't think there's a right or wrong answer about whether people are good with money no and I think everyone that that's the thing it's it's a, it's very subjective isn't it and mm-hmm. you know everyone will have a different opinion about what is good with money yeah but yeah no that's that's really interesting yeah I mean are you are you good with money would you describe yourself in that way um <laughs> no I I think when I was younger, I was quite good with money. Like I always had, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've never had a lot of money. Like the most savings I've probably ever had is like £2,000, which I know is like nothing, you know, in comparison with some people. But I'd say after children that, yeah, it didn't didn't really sort of stay. Mm. Um, And as I've got older... So I've recently been referred um, to be tested for ADHD. Okay. And one thing I've I've read about is ha- about like spending money. And that's very much a symptom I have. A symptom, I say it's a symptom. <laughs> but yeah, I will get money and I will spend money. Mm. And quite impulsively sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. I am not, um, I will always make sure I've got money for bills. And, you know, the important things will be paid for. But then if there's like anything extra, I just get a bit excited and I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got no savings right now. I can be a bit like that, too. I um, I, I love to spend and I I always have to buy the expensive thing. Um, not not because I know that it's better quality or anything like that. It's just I, I feel like it must be better because it's more expensive. Yeah. Um, but I always have in the back of my mind, I want that. How am I going to pay for it? I.e., how what am I going to do to generate the money to pay for that? And I think that's maybe the mindset of where you are good with money and where you aren't good with money is, you know, spending is not bad as long as you've got, you can afford it and you can pay for it. So if you've got that mentality of hustle and, okay, I want that nice handbag, mm-hmm. let's go and win a client to pay for it. Yeah, it, it's that bad. I don't think that is bad being a frivolous spender. Yeah, I think because part of me, damage. I'm like, oh yeah, but I can make that money back. You know, like <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just make, I'll make that next week, and you know, it'll be fine. So, yeah, yeah I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the best with money, but <laughs> might might need uh, your advice. <laughs> definitely changes when you've got kids I think as well you know I'm in the luxurious the luxurious position of not having children um so I I can probably afford to take a few more risks than than yourself for example because you've got other people to think of that rely on you um but yeah I've definitely over the years my 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 whole mindset around money I'm just kind of like it's only money like we can just make loads more money there's so much money in the world I'm not even wanting to make like 0.001% of all the money in the world. So surely it's possible. And that's what I think. And I know I've I've mentioned it before on the podcast about um, reading uh, Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I don't know if you've read it. And about manifesting. And sort of that really changed my 
outlook on life. And I say it to my husband all the time, like if when he when he's stressing, um, I'm like, yeah, but we can we can make more money. Like it, it no, it will always come. There's always more money out there. Mm-hmm. So as much as you know, I'm not quite there yet of getting even not 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 point one percent. Like it will happen, and it it, it is going to come. It's yeah. just um, yeah, it's just it's just working and making it happen. I think um, one of the the things that I've learned in life is the power of time, and I think this is something that isn't spoken about enough in business. Like everybody believes that you know, Amazon was an overnight success. It wasn't. There, there was years and years behind it that, that built to that point. Um, and I, I've i always been in, into sports. And about seven or eight years ago, I started consistently going to the gym every single day and weight training. Oh. And I, I did not look muscly. You know, I don't lift very heavy weights um, and nothing really happened. And then probably about five or six years ago, um, I was playing a netball match. It was very hot. And I, I took my top off and was running around in my sports bra. And one of my friends looked at me and they were like, God, the size of your muscles. And I just thought, do you know what? That's taken six years, <laughs> but I've got there finally. Yeah. And I think it's similar with money is that it's not ever going to happen overnight or even in a short space of time. It will take years and years and years but you will get there. Yeah. And I think that can be really hard for some people, you know, mm. like, what is it? Um, uh, what What is that percentage of how many businesses fail, like within three years or something? Yeah, it's is, really is, high, depending yeah. on what stat you look at. But some of them say up to 80% of businesses don't survive five years, which is, is scary. Yeah, and I remember seeing that. And I remember I just made it to four years in my other business. And I remember thinking, I've made, I've got it past three years. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's scary. And I know it's far too easy for people to say, oh, it's not working. Let's give up. Mm. But, um. I am very much one I think if you if you're enjoying what you're doing and as long as you're not you know bringing any harm to yourself or others yeah or you're not um oh I don't I don't even know what I'm trying to I don't even know what I'm trying to say but yeah if you're enjoying what you're doing then I don't see a problem with keep on doing it even if you have to have a you know a day job and you're doing it on the side if you love it, then keep on doing it. And you you don't know when it might take off. Yeah. And I think something that um, is particularly overlooked is the, that running a business is, is a specific skill set. Mm. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite books actually is um, the, the E-Myth. And it talks about how people go into business because for example, they open a bakery because they like baking But actually, if your business is successful, then most of your time is not going to be on baking. Eventually, you're going to employ somebody to do the baking and you're left as a business owner. Um, And I think that building those skills as it it would with anything, if you wanted to go and become a doctor or go and become a lawyer, it would take years and years to build those skills. And I don't think there's any shame in saying in business, it's taken me years to learn this and get where I am. I mean, I, I look back now just to the start of this year and I had no idea how to edit a YouTube video. I had no idea how to build a Facebook group. I had no idea what a lead magnet was and how to create one. And all of these skills that I've learned will compound over the years. And eventually 
will make my business incredibly successful but I've got to be patient and and continue to fill those gaps in knowledge you know every day I'll come across something I haven't done before like you know we struggle to just get on a zoom call and we will yeah. start with the technology it's things like that that <laughs> I think there are always hurdles aren't there is yeah it's yeah it's just persevering isn't it exactly and you will get there um everybody has the ability to get there eventually um it's just a case of time and asking for help when you need it I think that's Mm -hmm. also really important yeah definitely so how how do you plan your time are you are you quite a quite a planner are you organized um I'm I go through spits and spurts. Sometimes I have a very regimented diary where I've time blocked everything. Um, I tend to do that if I'm busy. Mm-hmm. So particularly if I'm working with one-to-one clients, um, I will need to block, you know, specific days for that work in advance. Um, so then I will think, okay, I've got to record a YouTube video on this day and I've got to do my social media posts on this day and sort of block everything in. Yeah. But when I'm not so busy, then I tend to just free flow and I I will write a list and then I just have to get through the list it'd be quite um tough on myself so yeah if you've got any tips for me then I'd love it because I say it's definitely an area I could improve in yeah I'm not I'm not sure I'm I'm the tips person for that I I also go through phases um I was time blocking for a while before the summer holidays and then summer I sort of took a step back from work and did like the bare minimum really um and then so currently I'm not time I've I released a a notepad so I've got like a weekly pad and I will put on the days of the week what I know I've got in for example today I've got you know the time recording a podcast yesterday I had that I was going to the gym at 10 o'clock so I put in the things that I know I have at certain times and then I've got a section for like my priorities, like what I really need to get done. So then sort of as I'm going, I'll be like, right, okay, I'll do this on this day and this on this day. And it's it is kind of working for me at the moment. Obviously, I don't, last week I definitely didn't get through all of my, you know, everything I had planned. But I'm also trying not to be too hard on myself and I will make sure I get stuff like the stuff that I really need to get done I will get done and then if it can sort of you know slide until next week or tomorrow then that kind of happens mm, yeah I often find um that there's a really fine line isn't there between doing what needs to be done and doing stuff you know, like you've just said, was things that slide. Like mm-hmm. I've had a few things on my list that have slid for a couple of months now. And so I think I maybe need to really challenge myself a bit more and say, are they that important? Why do yeah. they keep sliding? Do you need to do them? And if you do, you give yourself a good old kick up the backside and get them done or just let it go. Yeah, You know, just decide you're not going to do it and scrub up the list and forget it and move on. Um, rather than having that weekly battle with yourself where you're like oh I haven't done this again I know because that does it it can affect your um confidence in a way because if you're not doing something you're like oh I didn't I didn't get it done and you can be cross with yourself but I think it's about knowing as well your yourself and your routine like I was saying I was saying to you earlier this week 
I don't know whether it's a change in season, but I've been quite tired and quite, I found it quite difficult to get up this week. But generally, I have a lot more energy in the morning. So doing something like recording a podcast or doing something that's quite not physical I mean my job isn't very physical but like (laughs) do you know what I mean like something that is quite mentally or physically (laughs) demanding I'll make sure I'm doing in the morning because then by the time in the afternoon I have a bit of a slump so I'm like right what can I do in the afternoon I can do a bit of content work Mm -hmm. on the laptop or you know add some listings to my website because it's I don't have to use a lot of brain power so it's, I think it's working with ourselves and our routines. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're really similar in that respect. And one thing I do on Friday is um, I, I try not to do too much work on a Friday because I'm a bit like you. I'm, I start the week really energised and I start the mornings really energised. And by the time I get to Friday, I'm losing the will to live. Um, mm. So I always on Friday, I just tidy up things, you know, um stuff that's got to be done I've got to email this person I've got to follow up on this mm. and it's that kind of stuff once it's done I'm I'm finished um and so the quicker I can get through it um the more of a Friday I get to myself to you know do what I want to do and have a bit of time to myself and I think that's really important as well that if you know you're not good don't don't keep forcing it it's I'm not going to be productive on a Friday afternoon and come up with my my latest big thing that's going to change my business so don't even bother trying no, that's that's completely fair enough. I um I really like that concept. I need to I'm still kind of working on my routine and trying to decide whether I do certain things certain days, but I'm sort of just going with the flow at the moment and like playing it by ear, planning it week by week. Mm. But we'll see we'll see what happens in the future. <laughs> um, do you think you've got a good work life balance? Um I I really struggle with this question. I don't know how to answer it because and I know um, it's, it's different for everybody. Obviously, everyone's, you know, what they class as balance is obviously going to be completely different. Yeah, I think um, my 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 dad has his own business, and I'm very close with my dad. And my sister works there, and I'm very close with my sister. So that naturally, whenever there's a family event, that leads to discussions about business. Mm. Um, and my husband, he also has an estate agency. So again, whenever I'm with my husband, there's discussions about that. And just generally, I would say I enjoy business. So, you know, in the evenings, we gravitate to watching programs, you know, like The Apprentice and oh, um, Dragon's Den. And, yeah. But inevitably, it leads back to a conversation about our businesses. So I think I have good work-life balance and I feel like I have good work-life balance but probably to other people they would look in and say god all you ever do is talk about business um, with your husband and with your family and your friends but at the moment it feels like I do and I think that's the most important thing is how it feels rather than you know logging hours and saying well I only work a 20-hour week and somebody else says I work 60 hours I probably work 70 or 80 hours but it doesn't feel like that to me and so I'm happy with that. No, yeah, that absolutely. I I do think it is what what you think and what you're comfortable with. Mm. Um, so going back to sort of planning, do you do you do your own social media? Do you do you plan yeah. that? I've I tried to outsource some of it, but I just didn't find somebody that was really helping connect with my messaging. Um, so I went back to doing it myself and. 
actually recently I've got into a really good routine with it because I at the start I was very haphazard I was trying to um kind of literally just like wake up in the morning and think what am I going to talk about today Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was really struggling and it was draining my time and I also found that my social media posts in particular were just getting longer and longer and longer because I was trying to cram so much in on this you know like all of a sudden we're talking about um I don't know like Amazon for the day and there's so much to say so it took me hours to prepare every post whereas now I have got to a point where I have like a really good weekly routine and I know what I need to talk about so for example on a Wednesday um I do this thing called what would you do Wednesday and it's just like a real life business question that we put out there and see what my audience would say you know oh I would do this this is my opinion something like would you sack this person they've turned up late seven times in the last two weeks are they are they in or are they out Um, and just understanding how other people think and having that that regimented approach to my social media has made it much easier for me to not only come up with the ideas but I've got templates so what would you do Wednesday is the same template and I just need to go into Canva change the text and it's on there and that has been game-changing for me in the last uh, few months I think. Yeah I bet I mean that's one one thing I think is amazing is when you have those like those same sort of posts so you know some people might do you know if they're creative they might do like a work in progress Wednesday for example Mm. or you know somebody might do like a motivational Monday and I don't know one week it could be a quote one week it could be a reel but it's that it makes you it it gives you some sort of focus of what you're going to do like for me now with a podcast I know that you know once a week I can do something to do with a podcast that gives me that bit of content Mm. And it just makes the planning process a lot easier, I find, when you've got something that's regimented, I suppose. I, I feel like that sounds like a really like harsh word. Yeah. I think um I watched a I can't remember who it was, but I watched a um like a, a free uh, webinar masterclass um that I just found on Facebook actually. And it was somebody talking about planning your social media and about content pillars. And I think that was what I was missing before is I was just trying to talk too broadly about too many things. And not only is that quite bad from a marketing perspective, because people don't really know what you stand for. Um, but also it then means that it's very difficult to come up with content. So when I nailed it down and I said, okay, these are the five things that I'm going to talk about. It's very easy to say, Oh, I've got this idea. Is it one of my content pillars? No, scrap it and don't waste any more time thinking about it. Um, So I found that just learning about content pillars um, and it's just really a fancy way of saying come up with four or five topics that you talk about consistently. There's nothing more to it really than that um, on a simplistic level. But that has been really, really helpful for me. Oh, definitely. And I mean, so I've got my content. So for anyone, if you don't know my content pillars for my both for my for my both for both of my businesses some of them cross over because obviously it they're my businesses so there are going to be things that I talk about for both so for example in one business what are my content pillars so I've got like illustration creativity and art um mental health and i don't know I do know my content pillars I've got them all written down and then for this business you know I've also got the mental health I've got sort of community and collaboration supporting small businesses content tips there might be another one in there 
I'm not doing very well at this explaining thing today. But so then when I come to sharing my content, it is, it's, it makes it easier, doesn't it? To say, mm. right, okay, well, I'm going to share about this today. And this is um, an illustration, you know, content pillar. Or I'm going to share this today. And it's more about tips and tricks. Yeah. And it, just, it really just helps to, to, to map out what you're sharing and have consistency without being the same all the time Mm, yeah and I love that you have mental health over both of them as well because that from a a time saving you might not post exactly the same thing but you can reuse it and make it very similar Um, and that Mm. also just helps with saving that little bit of time yeah definitely I mean I sometimes I struggle with the fact that I have two businesses in terms of uh so on so my mum and bear business I have for the last year you know quite consistently I'll do stories and you know I'll talk about what I'm doing so then when I've now obviously started another business and another account part of me thinks that I'm gonna say the same thing on my stories Mm. because I know I do have some the same followers on both pages but I just need to remind myself that it's not going to be all the same followers and even though I might feel like I'm telling the same story, it will be a different audience. Mm, so it, yeah. I think it's just remembering that. And yeah, there are definitely things that will cross over into both. And I just need to remember that that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's something that I'm not very experienced in yet. And something I'm definitely still working on a lot is speaking to my audience um, and being a little bit more true to myself because um, you particularly at the start you try and be the person that you think you should be mm. rather than the person that you really are um, so yeah I'm, I feel a, a lot more comfortable with mm. who I am and what I'm trying to do now and after finding that sort of inner peace a little bit um, and being more comfortable in my own skin and putting myself forward rather than the Claire that I thought people wanted, it's definitely becoming a lot more natural. So I'd say that's also a really important thing is you just are yourself because for every person that hates you, there'll be 10 that love you. I love that. And I think that is like, that is such an important thing in the world and you're right and I've talked about it before you know not everyone's gonna like you but there are people that will (laughs) that will like you and I am very much I don't get me wrong I do still get anxious sometimes and I think oh gosh what if if they're not gonna like that or are they gonna judge me because I've got no makeup on and they can see my spots and you know I look a mess or are they gonna think I'm nuts because you know I'm talking about my my pasta like if you follow me then you would have seen some of my stories and you might know what I'm talking about but do you know what I mean like I think are they just gonna think I'm mad but if they do that's fine they don't have to follow me they're not my people yeah and I think it's so important to put that out there more and not put these polished Instagram Mm. stories and things like that out there I mean I had I I woke up this morning to just a comment on one of my YouTube videos with somebody saying I do not like you and I'm thinking (laughs) in my mind you know I've I've always struggled with my mental health in particular and a, a lot with anxiety and so my immediate reaction was oh my God, if they don't like me, who else doesn't like me? But then I was like, okay, get a grip, Claire. This is 
somebody that's a complete stranger you've never met them in your life they make no dot of difference to you and how your life and your business moves forward so just take a breath and move on I find it shocking like I know people do it and I know there are trolls out there and all sorts but like actually hearing from people that have had you know comments like that I honestly find it quite unbelievable that people do that like why there is no need for it yeah it's I, I don't understand what goes through people's minds I mean don't get me wrong I love being a I, I love Facebook <laughs> from that mm-hmm. perspective you can just comment on anything but even when you have or when I have a negative reaction to something I think I really disagree with what this person's saying and I want to tell them mm-hmm. I try to do it in a non-personal way like I, I try to not ever comment on something personal about them and say I don't like this about you it's I don't like what was said yeah. and it's very different to not liking the person um, yeah. and I yeah I don't understand how people don't have these barriers where they feel like it's okay to attack me as a person because you don't agree with my business um it's 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 baffling to me what happens on social media and in the digital world now it is absolutely mad and I t- you know touch wood I've been lucky so far I haven't had any negativity to my face anyway (laughs) and I don't know how I would react you know when that day comes because I'm sure it will come at some point so I don't know how I'll react and I probably won't you know take it very well and I probably will take it personally even though I know and I say to myself like it doesn't matter not everyone's going to like me it doesn't matter but I know it will hurt yeah but I think it's just being like okay that was a bit rubbish but let's get over it and, you know, carry on doing what we're doing. And I just hope that it doesn't put people off doing what they're doing because that would be the worst thing. Yeah. And I think, do you know what, for every like one person who's been a bit horrible or said something that makes me feel anxious, there's a hundred that say something nice. And actually as a whole, I'd say that social media isn't as bad as people fear and putting your face you know, with no makeup first thing in the morning on reels generally Mm. doesn't actually attract any negativity at all. And if anything, people Mm. respond really positively and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you had the balls to do that. Yeah. Well, I used to use a filter on my stories. It wasn't, um, it wasn't anything crazy. Like it didn't give me, you know, massive eyelashes or sparkles Mm. around my head. Um, but it, it did give a slight sort of smoothness. I didn't look quite so rough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, um, I remember posting it one day and then I posted a picture of, of, you know, of me without anything on next to it and was like, just FYI, you know, this is what I actually look like. And I had a few messages saying, oh, you look better without the filter. And I remember being like, well, that's rubbish, but thank you very much. <laughs> and now I don't use a filter. And there are days when I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm sharing this and you know I've got dark circles under my eyes and you know but I am I'm I'm still trying to get over that a little bit but I am I'm just I'm still doing it I'm still not using the filter yeah do you know what I think is not spoken about enough in female business either it's like the like the the power that your monthly cycle has on how visibly you look you know you get spots your face gets puffy like everything changes so yeah. I, oh I was God, trying yeah your face physically changes shape like as your hormones change throughout the month so I have some days where I look in the mirror and I'm like 
oh, you look all right today, Claire. Like, get on that old YouTube video, get those reels going. And then I have other days and I'm just like, what what on earth is going on with your face? And my husband can even tell, like, he'll say to me, oh, your lips look really good today. Because <laughs> my lips will get bigger. Um, I so, did not know this was a thing. Yeah, and it's all these things that women have to contend with that just don't exist in the male world. Um, so, yeah, I think that when I when I started to learn that and when I was likely to feel a bit low and a bit fat and like I'm not liking how I look, I just try and make sure that I steer away from those days where I'm going to be recording my YouTube or Reels or whatever it is, because that, I think, helps as well. Yeah, and I am. Um, so I've not been wearing as much makeup recently. So I've, I'm, I'm just putting like a bit of concealer on, but I'm not putting a full face of foundation on. Not in all honesty it's because I can't be bothered <laughs> it just takes that few extra minutes and I can't be bothered and obviously I'm trying to put a little bit of concealer on just to cover up sort of some of the bigger spots but I still because mm. I've got a lot it's hormonal it's like all over my jaw and you know my cheeks and I I, I don't I wouldn't say that I embrace it but nothing makes it go away you know I, th- I think it's a hormonal thing you know they're worse now as an adult than they were when I was a teenager and yeah I just need to yeah I, ha- I have them I can't do anything about them and yeah. I do feel more self-conscious like this week I've had a couple like of really big ones that have come out and I constantly feel like people are looking at them <laughs> but it's just being like I can't do anything about it so you know yeah they're a part I- of me <laughs> I get this uh, horrible thing called hyperpigmentation. It basically just is like giant freckles. Yeah. And uh, you probably can't see it because the light's not very good, but my forehead just kind of has this like massive patch of like suntan on it. And then I've been really unfortunate with where I get it because it started on my forehead, but now it is spread to my eyes and um, like a moustache. So (laughs) so if if I don't I put a little bit of concealer on just to sort of dull that down a little Mm. bit because otherwise I do look like I have a a moustache and big black eyes like I've been beaten up or something um but other than that I'm with you I'm just like after lockdown you know I used to go to the office every day in high heels and a nice dress and a full face of makeup and I'd wash my hair and now my goodness it's I'm sitting here in my leggings with uh my my eyes looked more open because it's quite early in the morning and that'll do this is me yeah. it's funny and I don't know whether it comes with age as well you just get to a certain point and you're like oh yeah I just can't be bothered yeah 100% yeah <laughs> anyway back to you know business life <laughs> went off on a tangent there um what keeps you motivated like d- does it ever all get a bit much you know what what keeps you going um do you know what I'm not ashamed in any way to say it's money. Like I, I money helps you enjoy your life. It helps you not worry about paying your bills. And, you know, when you go on a holiday, you can make your holiday a little bit nicer and you can go out with your friends and not worry if they want to split the bill, but you've only had a salad and they've had cocktails and stuff. It's those that it's freedom from stress that money brings. And more time with my with my husband and, and my family and I think that's really really important so for me without a doubt it's money um you know if I'm not working late at night if there's not a little pot at the end of the rainbow for it so um and 
a lot of people get caught up in oh but you know we I'm trying to do good for the planet or I'm trying to help people and I think we can absolutely try and do good but at the end of the day we've got bills to pay Mm. and we want to live a happy life and and money does help with that it's a horrible horrible thing to say sometimes like oh god people aren't gonna like this but money makes the world go round and you can't get anything in life for free no that's really true and I don't yeah I don't think there's any shame in that and as much as my husband would love to we don't live in a forest where we're you know eating from the ground and you know not having anything we do have bills to pay like he would he would love that I could yeah, probably cope I could probably cope for about a week like I love <laughs> camping but not sure I could do it forever but yeah we have we have things to pay for and it's I'm personally I'm not like a a brandy person I don't you know that that doesn't bother me but I do like stuff yeah <laughs> we sort of discuss I do like stuff and I do want that freedom like I'd, I'd love that I'd love to go for dinner and be like yeah that's absolutely fine you know just split it even though I don't really drink that's absolutely fine and that that yeah that would be massive massive for me or going you know doing my food shopping and not being like oh how much is that have I got enough for that yeah. and I you know can we have that treat this week so yeah I think that's a yeah good mm. great answer so obviously to get to get to get there what are your future plans have you got big plans um do you know what it's uh I am I am not one of those people that has 100% focus on this end mission mm-hmm. um and I actually think I'm probably quite similar to a lot of people. You read in in like books and you listen to these famous people and they're like, I always knew I was going to be amazing. Um, and I always knew this was going to happen. And I just worked at it every day. And do you know what? That's not me. I have some days where I'm just like, do you know what? Like, I'm just, maybe I could just go and get a job again and, and, a, and a steady income and not have to deal with all of this. And then I have other days and I am like 100% focused on dominating and being the next big thing in in the business world and I'm thinking yeah I absolutely could do this so I think I think it's maybe a lot to do with my confidence probably Mm. and maybe some days I'm feeling confident I'm like I've got this um and yeah I think my husband and I uh we we've got some days booked next week to try and do some planning but we are thinking about maybe putting um, a little bit of money behind my business to start ramping up on advertising and growing the team and and things like that. So that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Um, But yeah, I'm not 100% on board with it. And I I think a lot of people are similar to me. I don't know if it's out. I don't know if it's because I don't believe enough. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, I flip-flop a lot. No, that's absolutely understandable. And I think that all, you know, hormones and things probably have an effect on that Mm. as well. That, you know, one day you're like, yeah, I, I got this. And one day you're like, doesn't doesn't matter so much. Yeah. It's uh, it's difficult. Um, I mean, do you find that easy? Do you have like a long-term goal that you are always focused on? Um, <laughs> I only recently, I'd say, I'd say my goal now is I want to grow so I have got that freedom. I've got that financial freedom. We can take holidays without worrying about, you know, how many days holiday my husband can take off Mm. or, you know, what we can do 
Um, so I definitely do now have in my mind, like, I want, I want to earn money. Like I want to earn well. Um, and I, I have ideas of how I can get there. So like from both of my businesses, you know, I've got plans of what I want to do. So it's just putting things into place and, you know, working out things like, like technology, like websites and things like that. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like super strict with it. You know, I I don't want to go back to working for someone else. I know that. I think that's more of a mental health wise. Um, I I want to be able to work for myself. And I want to like, if I'm having a bad day one day, I want to be like, right, well, I'm not doing much today because I'm not feeling great. Mm. And obviously that would be restricted if I was working for someone else. So I know that much, like I need to make my self-employment viable enough that I can stay self-employed. So then I guess it's the want to make it bigger. So I'm making money Mm. so I can buy all the stuff. (laughs) I think mental health is such a a big part of that as well because I I know before lockdown ever since I met my husband I think 12 years ago we talked I always had this idea that I was going to build this uh, business platform called Business Planet and all of the I'm so silly when I look back now all of the planets were going to be like a different area of business so like one of the plants would be like marketing and um and I would take the finance planet and mm-hmm. so the idea was is I'd bring all these other business people in and would share this platform um and I I'd been dead set on that for about 10 years that I was going to do that and I think in lockdown my I've, I've never found mental health easy like I've always struggled with anxiety and things like that but I think in lockdown I I really just completely went off the rails a bit and really really struggled and got to quite a bad place mm. and you know even the the impact that that had on on mine and my husband's relationship we nearly, we nearly broke up because of it and I think now I look and some days I think do you know what just sitting in the garden reading a book or going for a walk with my husband like that that is what makes me truly happy I don't yeah. need money um and I have days like that where I think, yeah, don't just, you know, don't put everything into business. Just enjoy life and don't let it go by. But then other days I'm like, I want that, I want that handbag or I want that holiday or I want the big house. And so I think, um, yeah, your, your mental health and, and how you're feeling around that, I think is probably what's driving mm. my long term goal the most. Yeah. And it's really hard because I don't want people to think like, I am like a materialistic person and I, mm. you know, want this money just to buy things. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I would buy stuff because I like buying things. It makes me happy. But it's the, so this last summer holidays, we went away at the beginning and then we were at home. Rob worked as normal. I did, I worked as not as normal. You know, I did my couple of shifts um, at my mum's pub which, you know, helps me just to make sure I've got money for bills and the kids can come with me. And then other than that, you know, we had a couple of days out, but it was just a really long summer holiday and it was really stressful. And I have said to myself, I'm not doing that again. I cannot do that next year. Mm. I need to have something in place where I've got money to take them on like a longer holiday or more than one holiday, even if it's camping. Like I love camping. That doesn't bother me. But it's that not being able to do it because Rob can't take the holiday off work or, you know, 
I can't afford to take the time off. So it's, it is more about that experience. I want to, I want to take the boys like wherever they want, you know, Jonah, my youngest, he wants to go to Mario world, which is like in Japan. <laughs> don't be like, yeah, okay. One day, darling. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would love that. So it is that it's more of the experience and, you know, treating them and yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, interesting because I think the world has changed a lot and you use the word experience there so many times, but that is what it <laughs> it feels to be about now is it's not about going shopping or buying things. It is about having freedom to experience life with the people that are important to you. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a couple of weeks ago, we, we had a, a terrible shock. Somebody um, that my partner's worked with for a number of years, they, they passed away really suddenly and they were 54 and they've got two young kids and you just think, you know, that, that, that could happen to anybody at any time. And I don't ever want that to happen to me. And my family look back and think, oh, Claire put everything into her business and we didn't spend enough time with her. So that's always in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. And it's really true. And it's like when I was saying about, you know, you can always make more money. It's like if we can if we can make a holiday work or a family day out work, do it because we can, you know, make money to pay the other bills later. Yeah. It's just it's fun. You need to enjoy your life. Yeah. I heard a really interesting um, conversation about like time and money and health that everybody um works all their life and then they retire so they have time but they don't have the health to enjoy it so you've got to find that balance and apparently the magic number is like in your 40s where your time um your money and your health are like it should be equally balanced and that should be when you're most enjoying your life apparently I'm not sure how true it is but that's really interesting because yeah because I remember seeing this meme on social media somewhere I don't know if you've seen it but it's like of a an older couple on um what are the boats in venice like the canal boat gondolas yeah and they're like asleep and it's basically talking about how like you know you know they've obviously waited and they've gone on this romantic trip but because they're old they're like tired and they're just sleeping (laughs) but they're not experiencing it so yeah no that's yeah that's really true really true yeah (laughs) okay Right, I am going to do our quick fire five. So, who is your biggest inspiration? Um, I would say Serena Williams. I think um, I I love what she stands for. You know, she looks different, she speaks different, she is just so different, but she is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and she's dominated in her space. I think, yeah, she's really inspirational because that takes, she's dedicated her whole entire life to something but look at the results so yeah, I find it quite inspirational amazing do you have a favorite business book so I think if somebody was asking for a book recommendation I would always recommend the e-myth I think it's one mm-hmm. of the most phenomenal business books ever written um but I have recently read a book from the Bank of England actually um called why don't we just print more money and okay. it's all about how um, money works in the world and what happens when they print more money and w- why certain things happen at certain times and 
I think that's also really important as a business owner to kind of understand a little bit about what's happening in the world and how that might shift spending habits. So yeah. that for me was really interesting actually to learn learn a bit more about that. Amazing. No, that sounds really interesting. Uh, do you have a favourite business podcast? Um, oh, I'm not very good at picking one. I'm going to say two. <laughs> um, I love James Sinclair and the business broadcast. I He's quite a, an old school business person in terms of um, like he favours bricks and mortar businesses and things like that rather than like the digital world. So I think mm-hmm. it's a really good contrast to a lot of the stuff that we're surrounded by every day. Yeah. Um, and more recently, I've come across a lady called Julie Wilkinson, and she has a podcast called The Build and Exit Podcast, which is about growing a business that could ultimately one day you sell and make some money out of, which would okay. be a dream for some people. So, yeah, I find that really, really interesting, actually. Amazing. What is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> I have no hesitation with this one at all. It's definitely buying yellow sticker items in the supermarket, <laughs> even if it's like 10 p off. <laughs> And it's like got two hours to eat it. I'm having it. Brilliant. You know what, though? Some of those, they're literally, they're not much of a discount at all, are they? No, I know. They're not. They've got yellow stickers, so it must be good. Yeah, I I cannot help it. My husband is like, it's 20p off and we've got to eat it today. And it looks minging, like just buy the proper one. And I'm just like, but it's got a yellow sticker on it. I love it. I love it. Do you have a favourite biscuit? chocolate hobnob every time Ah, that's been said a few times now so it's a popular one yeah it's it's the ot it's the ot bit on it it's just heaven yeah no i do agree okay what is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody just starting out in business so i always think the businesses go through three stages i think there's getting going getting good and getting great and different things apply at different times and I see so many people particularly on like Facebook groups and stuff saying I want to start this business and I've done a business plan and I'm like just don't don't spend any time worrying about business plans and branding and logos and all of this stuff that is for a slightly later stage in your business because I've I've started four businesses now with my husband and not one of them was where I thought it would be 12 months in Mm. and that means all of that time that we would have spent on planning and marketing and you know branding and all that kind of thing was a complete waste and we've got to redo it so I think at the start you just have to go and get some experience and learn what you do and don't like and learn what works and learn what products you want to sell and what price works and all of those types of things just go and sell and try yeah Um, and once you've got a bit of experience and, and you feel like, okay, yeah, this is a good product. I'm going to run with that. Then do a bit more planning around it and think a bit more long-term about your business. But at the start, you just need to get going and don't worry. Don't worry if you haven't got T's and C's. Don't worry if you haven't got contracts and a Facebook page and a logo. It doesn't. None of it matters. Just sell something and see if it works. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Let us know where we can find you. Um, so you can find me on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook page. It's um, Claire Hancock, the Business Geek. Um, and the, my website is clairehancock.com. Um, and I also have a Facebook group um, for businesses that want to grow as well. So you can find me in any of those. Amazing. Well, I will pop all of your details in the show notes so people can come and find you. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been very interesting 
hearing um, so about lots of stuff that I that I'm not very good at. But yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing to my channel and leaving me a lovely review. It would mean the absolute world. You can follow me on Instagram, find me at small.biz.society and come and join my Facebook group. We've got a lovely supportive community over there for women in business. And if you're a female entrepreneur and you'd like to come on here and have a lovely chat with me, send me a message. Just reach out to me. My inbox is always open. Thank you so much again. And I will speak to you in the next one.